0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to my first episode of NFTs with DIP. My name is Anthony DiPilla and growing up all my friends called me Dip because they couldn't pronounce my last name and uh, ever since then it's pretty much stuck. Uh, a little bit about me, I'm 33 years old. I live in Michigan in the United States and I've been selling uh, property casualty insurance for about 12 years now. I've uh, been able to grow my book of business in that industry from complete scratch to about two and a half to $3 million in sales while working another job in the beginning and finishing up college in my beginning years. I've always had a, ha- a passion to help people, um, whether it's with diet, sports cards, working out, statistics in college was one of my strengths. And uh, I tutored a few kids in class. And um, you know, hopefully I can do the same and help people in the NFT space. And um, I've got two younger brothers, a sister-in-law, all of them I'm really close with. Both my parents are still alive and they're married and retired. Um, I'm extremely close with all my friends and family. They mean the world to me. Um, My passions right now, I would say are following sports, uh, mostly football, baseball, UFC, and helping others. And and now NFTs, Um, they've turned into a passion quite a bit the past couple months as I've dug deep and gone down a wormhole and really figured out what they are and what what they're gonna be in years to come. I'm a pretty simple person. doesn't take much to to make me happy, and uh, the reason why I decided to start this podcast is because I have a lot of friends and family that have asked me about NFTs, with me posting all about them a lot lately on social media. Um, With my passion for helping others and also now in the space, I wanted to create a podcast that can not only explain what NFTs are, but also use this as a tool to document my journey through the space from the very start. First few episodes, I want to try to get everyone that is new to the space to understand the basics. Uh, eventually i'll I'll get into projects I like stories of some pretty crazy experiences I've already had to um experience and um you know we'll do my best to get some of the pioneers in this space on my podcast that I can um have all you guys listen to. I'm extremely new to this space and with no doubt still call myself a rookie. Nothing I'll say in this podcast or any of them in the future is is gonna be financial advice, but it's essentially what I see in the space. And you know how I can tell the story to you to understand the space a little bit better. Um, now I want to back up a bit and tell you a little bit about how I even stumbled across NFTs and and you know what they even are. A little over a year ago, my youngest brother Dominic reignited my flame in the sports card industry. I was a big collector as a kid, and in my high school years, that passion pretty much dwindled. My passion for sports stuck around, and uh, it actually got much stronger as the years went on. Uh, during the pandemic. Dominic brought me over um, some sealed wax to rip, which is in sports card terms, some just sealed card uh, sealed packs or boxes of cards, and um, he brought these over after I was recovering from surgery, and pretty much from that point on, I was hooked like I never was before, and you know a month or so later, I was over at my brother Nick's house, my middle brother, and he showed me an Instagram clip of Gary Vaynerchuk, who's also known as as Gary V. And he was talking about the sports card industry, and, and he was playing a couple clips of what sports cards he said to buy. And it was funny because I was buying some of the same players he was mentioning in his videos, and um, that kind of turned me on to him. So I started to follow him ever, ever, ever since. And um, I started to learn about the history with his family's businesses, wine TV, how he started off building his personal brand, his following, and, and much more. I don't remember the exact month, but towards the beginning of this year, I saw him drawing these cartoon characters with with colored Sharpies while making content talking about the NFT space. At this time, I had absolutely no clue what he was doing. Um, Before I even talk anymore about this, I have to try to have you understand what NFTs are. The next minute or so is probably a part in this podcast you'll want to play over a few times until you have a basic understanding of of what NFTs are pretty much engraved in in your head. Um, It's going to take some time. I know it took me watching a lot of videos, reading a lot of articles until it finally sank in. And and when it did, I was like, wow, this space is going to be huge moving forward. I mean, it already is big, but where it's going is uh, pretty incredible. So NFT stands for non-fungible token. And NFT is a unit of data stored on the blockchain, which can be represented by a picture or a video clip. The blockchain is essentially a digital ledger. You think of like a county ledger. Um, The blockchain renders that unit of data unique and is stored on the blockchain. So when I hear blockchain, I personally think of the Ethereum blockchain is that that's the one I'm really familiar with, with being involved in, in the NFT. So if I've lost you already, just try to think of an NFT as a unit of data being stored on the blockchain represented by a digital image. These digital images can be artwork, pictures, video clips and so forth. Um, original NFT projects that were created were simply digital pieces of artwork that had a limited print run of like, let's say, 10,000. Uh, You can verify that these NFTs are original right on the blockchain. It shows the date they were created or in better terms, minted, who minted them, how much it was purchased for, and every single person or wallet that has owned that piece of art since it was created. It's funny because when I try to explain NFTs to a lot of my friends, I get the same reaction that I gave when I won my first digital sports card. I said, this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why would I want a digital Allen Iverson autographed blockchain sports card? Um, I can't hold it. Did he really even sign it? You know, who would want something like this? So, but once I did my homework on NFTs, I found out, actually many people do. Hands down, the best thing about NFTs, in my opinion, I haven't even mentioned yet, and that's that the creator of an NFT can attach a smart contract to that collectible or piece of art that carries out whatever that contract states without any bias at all. See, this is the fun part in my opinion, which is what I think was missing in the space before Gary V entered it. I'm saying this with with no disrespect at all to any of the projects that came before his, and there are many massive ones that will go down in history as some of the best of all time, like, for example, CryptoPunks. It's just a blueprint of Gary's NFT project, VFriends. We'll show every single business that exists a way to utilize NFTs to grow their business in ways that these businesses couldn't have done before while building a community around their business. So let me explain on that a little bit more. VFriends tokens all come with access to one of the largest conferences in the world, which is called VCon. And you're going to have access to this conference for three straight years. The only way you'll be able to go to VCon is by holding one of these 10,255 tokens, which are are NFTs. So if you want to learn more about VCon itself, go to VCon, V E E C O N dot C-O. Aside from a ticket to the convention, there are many other perks built into the token based on the ones you own. So, and you won't be able to buy tickets to VCon online or anywhere else, but the only way you'll be able to go is by holding one of his digital tokens in your digital wallet. So I'll talk a little bit about digital wallets and and other important things to know in this area in future episodes. Um, So these tickets to VCon are built right into the smart contract and the token that you own. And I wanted to keep it simple so you can understand what types of things can be added to the token aside from it just being intellectual property or a collectible. Where it gets really fun is when creators in this space create NFTs for their own products and services, mainly for, for two reasons that I'm going to explain here. Um, first, since you can essentially build anything into the smart contract of the NFT you create, inventors will become creative in what that'll be. I keep using Gary's project as an example because it was his education that got me in the space. One thing he's built into his tokens, which is is, is genius in my opinion, is royalties. The smart contract of his tokens state that every time one of his NFTs is sold on the secondary market, he gets a 10% royalty from that sale. The seller gets the full amount of Ethereum or US dollars in the sale minus his royalty and then the fee percentage of the platform that you're choosing to sell your NFT on, which the most common one right now, in my opinion, is OpenSea. This royalty that is built into the contract is in there forever. So if this token sold 100 times every single time it's sold for whatever the dollar amount is, Gary is going to get 10% of that sale, which is automatically transferred to his digital wallet after that token has been sold. The reason this technology is so big for creators is because it allows the creator to get rewarded for their secondary market sales of their product instead of these large e-commerce platforms that most people sell their products on today. For example, let's say you're a sports card company like Fleer. And you've created one of the most iconic sports cards in the history of sports cards, which is the 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card, which some of you may or may not know. For simple math, let's say this rookie card sells for $100,000 on average every time it's sold. And there are thousands of these out there in existence. Every time this card sold, the e-commerce site or auction house you're selling it at on takes a certain percentage of that sale, somewhere which is as high as 14%. So the seller makes... So the seller of this $100,000 card gets $86,000 and the platform you're selling it on gets $14,000 when you do out the math, just taking into account that that card, let's say it's a $100,000 card that gets sold. Left out of that group of who makes money off the secondary market sales is the actual card manufacturer, which is in this case is FLIR. So now with smart contracts in the blockchain, if this card was an NFT, FLIR could have built into this contract with this card. Uh, like a 10% royalty to get that they'd receive every time the card sold. So can you imagine the amount of income they'd be generating just based on the amount of times this card is resold? So every time this card sold for hundred thousand dollars, if Fleer had a 10% royalty built in there, they'd be getting $10,000 for every single sale. And this goes on for its existence for however long it is, there's no cap. So essentially it cuts out the fee of the middleman or middle company and it gives it back to the creator. And the smart contract can be attached to any NFT for any business. So imagine the opportunities. I mean, they're, they're pretty much endless. NFTs also allow musicians and uh, or bands to create NFTs to fundraise from their fans instead of using a record label when they first start off. So here's another really good example. Imagine uh, if you were Van Halen back in the day and you were just starting off um, when this technology existed. Van Halen could have created, let's say, 1,000 NFTs for his fans to purchase at, let's say, a price point of $5,000 each. So in return, each fan that purchased this NFT gets a small piece of equity in Van Halen's future revenue. So in this example, Van Halen would have raised $500,000 from his fans or community um, based on him selling 1,000 NFTs at $5,000 apiece. Um, this would allow him to purchase studio time, equipment, travel, advertising, pretty much anything you could think of. And, you know, the massive rock star Van Halen was he would have grossed those 1,000 people an insane amount of money. That held his NFTs. Um, On top of that, say that fan one day wants to cash out and sell the NFT to another fan that wants to um, have a portion of Van Halen's equity. I'm sure they're going to sell that NFT for a lot more than five thousand dollars. So they're going to make you know uh, an insane amount of money on reselling that. Then Van Halen is going to get a ten percent royalty if you attach that in the smart contract, and then the fan that purchased the NFT is going to you know have equity in, in Van Halen moving forward. So it's still an investment in him. So, you know, it's it's really a beautiful thing. It's um, It helps the initial supporter earn a lot of money. Van Halen gets a little bit of a, a royalty in return. And the new fan gets equity in uh, Van Halen moving forward. So, again, this can be for literally any musician, band, or entertainer if they develop their NFT project in that way. Um, I, I, I wanted to end my first episode on this note just so you can think of more examples of how NFTs can benefit not only businesses but also their community or fans or customers. And, and those opportunities, like I said earlier, are endless. Um, in the big picture of NFTs, I actually know very, very little compared to what the other OGs or pioneers in the space know. You know. I'm humbled when I hear them you know, talk uh, in this space because they've been doing this for years and you know, I've only been doing this for three months. And you know, while I'm confident in the items I talk about and will talk about my podcast, it's always really good to do your own research which is why I've, I've said that none of this is financial advice because I'm I'm constantly learning and absorbing information every single day, and um, it's just important that you do your own homework and, and research as well. And uh, I've made mistakes along the way, and I'm going to continue to do so because that's part of the learning process. But you know, over time, I I plan to explain how to create you know a digital wallet, how to buy an NFT, how to store an NFT, and uh, much more. Um, I also, as I mentioned earlier, want to interview some of the pioneers in this space as I continue to get to know them so that they can give you a lot more information that that I can't. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to my fir- first podcast ever. I've never created a podcast before in any space. And um, I'm hoping you will all leave comments or views on what you liked or didn't like. But I just ask you that you'd be completely transparent in those. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you thought this was terrible or something was good or you want me to talk more about a certain thing or you didn't like something, you know. let me know, leave these reviews because it's going to help me um, get better at these podcasts as time goes on. And just make sure to do some homework and research on your own before my next episode. I'm going to try to post uh, a podcast once a week, which will give you a little bit of time in between them to do your own homework and then hopefully ask questions. And you can even reach out to me on my Instagram, which is my handle is at adip1987. um, you know, shoot me questions, tell me things you did or didn't like, and, um, you know, study up between now and my next episode. And hopefully you learn some things today and can continue to learn some things in the space as I think it's here to stay. And um, it'll be very interesting to see where it goes, but enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you all next time.